Jefferson Graham with the USA Today. Welcome to the Talking Tech Roundtable Show. I'm up in San Francisco this week. Uh, it's been a pretty crazy week. Been at the Facebook Developers Conference. Went to visit YouTube. Been to a Go, uh, Go, GoPro press session. And, you know, when you're in San Francisco, it never stops. This is the tech capital of the world. And one of the fun things this week was I went around to some of the events with Natalie de Blasio. She's a digital reporter uh, for us in San Francisco for USA Today. And a lot of these events are new to her, and she goes in with, with huge eyes. And Natalie, when you were at the Facebook Developers Conference, I mean, really, you thought this was the craziest, wildest thing you ever saw. Yeah, it was really crazy. I um, I walked, it, so the Facebook F8 Developer Conference happens every year. And this year it was, I'm not sure if it was in the same location before, but it was in an old fort on the water um, by the bay. And when I first walked in, someone immediately handed me like a little energy drink and said like, do you need some brain vitamins? And I was just, it was early in the morning and I looked around and everyone was on their laptops, like walking around through this big parking lot, holding their laptops. And all of a sudden I realized I was just kind of in a different element because everyone else that this guy presented brain juice to, they just took it happily and kept walking along. Um, and as soon as I turned a corner, there were just stands full of food. And when I walked into Facebook's big, the main hall where they were displaying all their latest technologies, there was virtual reality stuff everywhere they had taken apart a 360 camera they had giant screens that displayed this is a thirty thousand dollar virtual reality camera right yes, yes. The thir- right, exactly um they just had all of their newest technology on display and clearly they were trying to show the best of the best but what was really interesting was that everyone who was there seemed to be completely in awe by everything that Facebook was doing. And I know that it's a conference for Facebook's developers, but also developers that are working with Facebook to do things. So of course they all want to make the most of the platform, but it was almost like walking into some magical land where everyone loved what they were there for. And they were there for the same vision. And when I was listening to the keynote, I was looking around and like hearing gasps from the audience. It was like a an experience where you feel like people are, it's almost like, Disney World if you let yourself get caught up in it and don't look at it thinking that this is a company putting on an event. Okay, Just so you know, they gasp at all these shows, particularly the Apple ones. I mean, they'll say we added a, a thermometer. They, we, added, we added a clock to the iPhone. Oh, my God. I mean, they squeal about everything. But imagine that you're a, a business person with a product to sell and that you go to one of these developer conferences and Facebook likes what you have and they decided to promote you. Imagine how your life would change because that's who's going there. They're all going there hoping that something magical might happen and that Facebook might like it and they'll take them up on stage and they'll show it off. You know, for this uh, conference that we were at, it was 1-800-Flowers. I can remember all the brands. I can remember all the brands that I saw on stage. 1-800-Flowers they talked about and I remember I even noticed they pulled up the Nike Plus app and I use it and I immediately thought like, whoa, and so the brand recognition for what they put up on screen is huge. I remember I can like picture all the slides because it was so visual and everyone was so engaged. I can't imagine being a product that get, gets mentioned up there. And that's why they gasp. But so the bottom line that what you've seen in the last two days is that there's a lot of money in tech in San Francisco, which of course everybody knew, and that they give food away like crazy. I ate 45 uh, York patties. Because it was unlimited. I couldn't stop. And, it, you know, you'd say, okay, 2 o'clock, they'd all be gone. But they, they were just always there, right? Yeah. Did you try the lemon bars? I didn't, nor did I have the pumpkin pie um, Quest bar, which was an interesting flavor. 
John Schwartz had one of those, our PR chief out here. Okay, so beyond going to a massive tech conference, you also had your first visit to a Silicon Valley, really big tech company, YouTube, and your eyes were just as wide. Well, let me paint a picture for you of what it is like when you get to YouTube. So you walk in and there's a big giant structure that looks a lot like the YouTube logo. And then you go upstairs and in the middle of the office space, there's what looks like a music corner with guitars on the wall, which Jefferson knows about. He serenaded the entire office. And just around the corner from there, there's a smoothie bar and there's a big giant slide down in the middle of the office. It's very what you picture a TV show about a tech startup to look like. But not a lot of people were playing with all this really cool stuff. Everyone was really busy and certainly into whatever they were working on. So they had a lot of really cool things there that I wanted to play on, but um, didn't really see everyone there playing on it. But it sounded like they're up to some some new things and they didn't, I don't know, want to talk. Well, when we were walking around, they wanted to be careful that we weren't getting shots of computer screens or what they're working on on the walls. So I think maybe they've got something new coming or maybe that's just how tech startups are now. Okay. So here's how it works is most of the fun stuff happens in the middle of the night. And that's why they have the stuff there so that they'll keep you there and, and you won't go home. And the other thing is that it's in San Bruno. It's not in Palo Alto or Menlo Park or San Francisco or Oakland. It's in this like suburb of the airport. And, but that's where it started. YouTube started over a pizza parlor. And they stayed in San Bruno. YouTube, of course, is owned by Google. And it's just another one of those crazy, colorful, wild places where people go into work. But um, it has a little panache. Okay. So which was more impressive, YouTube or Facebook? I think it's hard to compare because we went to YouTube's headquarters, which was crazy. Um, it just looked like a big, giant playground for adults. That's how I felt. Um, but Facebook, it was really you know, they were putting on an event to showcase the best of their stuff. Mark Zuckerberg was talking and held up like a motor to a, or an engine to a plane that Facebook is building. So that was really a more like wow factor kind of thing. But both of them really were just, it's people, I just moved here from Washington DC in December. And I think if you haven't been here and you haven't gotten to see it, you can't imagine what it's like. I mean, tech just is everywhere here and everyone is talking about it. And all of my friends that work at any tech companies, they all get this kind of free food. I mean, okay, yesterday at this Facebook event, they gave out um, free Samsung VR gear and a phone and a phone and a a controller to everyone 2,600 of them to everyone and you could everyone's buzzing about it and I'm like reporting back to my family about how it was and I'm telling them about all the free food that I got because I can't believe I can believe that they would give away an electronic thing but just the fact that it's so natural to everyone that all these perks are everywhere and just reality check Google gives away a free phone every year at the developer conference maybe I can cover that yeah maybe you can Oh, so the one thing, when you walk away from YouTube, the one memory, what's that one thing that sticks out that you're going to tell your boyfriend about later tonight? I'm going to tell him that they have a slide and that no one is allowed to go on it except for employees and that I saw no one go on it. So I don't know. It's the mystery slide. I like the music room, two guitars, they had a rolling piano. They even had sheet music for those of us who can read, which I thought was a lot of fun. So from San Francisco, it's a wild place. Natalie needs a name for her column. Okay. And she uh, described the column so that people can uh, chime in and vote. 
Okay, so I'm a millennial. I just turned 26 this month, and I moved from D.C. to San Francisco. And like I said earlier, this is a crazy place, and the tech changes that are happening here are completely insane. When you hear there's an app for everything, you think it sounds cliche, but really it's just absolutely the reality here. So my column is about looking at everything that's happening in San Francisco right now from a tech perspective and a culture perspective and explaining it to the rest of the country that doesn't have the same experience here as people that live in San Francisco and try to explain just how crazy this place is right now. So basically, it's a look for everyone at what this city that's on the brink of making giant changes and is constantly making giant changes in our life every day um, and and what it's really like to live here. So we need some names. So everybody out there listening, Natalie, tell them how to find you and uh, where they can vote. Yes. Okay. Um, tweet at me on Twitter. It's at N de Blasio. That's N-D-I-B-L-A-S-I-O. And yeah, I say tweet at me. Do that. So now that we've told you about how absolutely crazy the San Francisco tech scene is, let's go back to the Facebook developer conference and talk about what actually did happen there, which is beyond giving away a lot of free stuff and making a lot of noise. They made a lot of changes. Businesses are coming to Facebook Messenger. Live video is bigger than ever. They, they created this virtual reality camera. There's all sorts of things going on with Facebook. And sitting by me is San Francisco Bureau Chief John Swartz from USA Today. The two of us, as, as well as Natalie and Jessica Gwynn, covered the event. John, fill us in. So... We've been getting dribs and drabs of a lot of this stuff over the last several weeks. I think you've been briefed as well as Jessica Gwynn and a bunch of other reporters. You know, Facebook has this plan that's kind of divided into two eras, the five-year and then the 10-year roadmap. The first five years are going to concentrate on development of Messenger and of live video. And then from there, it's a three-pronged approach on virtual and augmented reality artificial intelligence, and connectivity. Now, when I say connectivity, that's a long, a short way of saying that Facebook wants to make the Internet available to the other half of the world that doesn't have it through things like drones, lasers. Airplanes. Airplanes, satellites, carrier pigeons, uh, who knows what else. But it's, it's, it's you know, it's, these Pieces have been in place, but what Facebook has been doing the last couple of years is buying companies like Oculus, Instagram, WhatsApp, and then melding them, I think, rather well into the Facebook ecosystem. And from there, eventually, a lot of this will see the light of day. Who knows when? I was going to ask you that about that, about the practical nature of what's going on versus the pie-in-the-sky talk that we hear about. Well, Messenger, businesses are already there. There's some 30 businesses, 1-800-Flowers, um, some other other folks in there. So you can order, that was the demo where Mark Zuckerberg said you can order 1-800-Flowers without making a phone call. Through a chat bot. Through, uh, basically, so you update your app. And then when you do a search for your friends, underneath the friends are these companies. And now you could start a conversation with a computerized version of this company and order things without having to register, log in, um, any of that stuff. And they know your name and address already because Facebook owns it. All sounds wonderful until you start thinking about, do I really want businesses in my Facebook Messenger? Yeah, see, that's the thing. During the demo, 
you know, we're used to one-on-one conversations on Messenger. You know, you're talking to your friends or someone you know, will, will come through who you don't know as well as a friend of a friend. But here it looks as if you're being inundated with all sorts of things, including what appear to be advertisements. And I'm wondering how that's going to take. Well, first of all, they, they say you will only get the ads if you seek out the company. But even then, you know, I bought a pair of shoes once from WH Bass at an outlet store. They said, could I have your email and phone number, please? And I said, yes. And now every week I get a text from them telling me about a sale. I don't want it. How do I get away from it? Now, do you consider that spam? And in a sense, are are we going to have a lot of people um, who are using Messenger stop using it because they think they're being hassled by spam? Or maybe they're going to get unsolicited messages that they don't want from advertisers? I mean, I'm just wondering if that... I'm sure maybe it happens. The, the thing, the beauty about Facebook, the thing that I really do admire about the company, though, is they have a conviction of what they want to do and how they're going to do it. And they do acknowledge when things don't go well with their customers. I mean, that's their whole history. They'll throw something out there. There'll be a pushback. And then they will adjust to the pushback. And eventually, you can name whatever feature on Facebook there is. There's been that whole cycle, that whole kind of history where something is foisted upon us, we resist it initially, it's corrected somewhat, and then it becomes one of our favorite apps as part of Facebook. Okay, well, on the commercial issue, there's a block button, and you can block the company. But what happens then? I mean, the beauty of this is that you go to KLM, you book your flight, you get your, uh, you, you check in, you have all your communication through the chat bot, and then if you say, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore, and you block them, then you have to take them back in, and then you'll get the ads. It's kind of weird. But let's review this show. We go to a lot of these things. Let's review it as theater. Okay. Okay. Uh, we go to Facebook. We've got Google coming up. We've got Apple coming up. It's developer season. Theater. So comparing what happened yesterday, I loved yesterday's keynote, and here's why. It had a point of view. It was easy to understand. It was uh, it was ambitious, yet it was well thought out. It uh, was, I mean, it was, had a little bit of edge to it in terms of what Zuckerberg said about taking some swipes at people like Trump and other people, isolationists. And it also was done in 30 minutes. I can't remember. I mean, go, to, go, go to an I.O. conference. That's two and a half hours. It's like, the, it's like an Academy Awards presentation. It's, you know, it seems like it. Yeah, and, and Apple is usually 90 minutes to two hours. And Apple, you know, at Apple is like the Academy Awards. The, they, they start off with a bit of a bang. It ends with a bang, hopefully. And there's a lot of filler in between. And I think uh, what Facebook did based on the, the venue, the pacing, the demos, the videos, they had a drone flying above Zuckerberg behind his head, shooting the audience for live video. It was, his speech was good. Oh, I forgot Build, by the way. Microsoft has their Build conference now. And then there's also Dreamforce, and then there's the Oracle world. But I like the pacing. It made the point. And I actually, I thought it was just me, but I started asking reporters at the New York Times and, and other places, and they all pretty much agreed this was a refreshing change of pace. Okay, but the subtext of this whole conference is Facebook is the greatest company in the world, and you are so lucky to be part of our world. <laughs> now, tell people— I feel people- at all these uh, events, though. I really do. I feel as if I've gone into a brainwashing seminar, and I'm going to spend the de- next day or two being told why this company is so much more important than all the others— Okay. But it was great theater. Facebook, it, it now, from here, we have Google and Apple. And you've gone to a lot of these F8s. So how would you 
compare F8 to I.O., Google I.O., and WWDC? Well, um, I haven't gone to as many WWDCs as you have, but I, I was talking to a developer this morning who described to me the difference between developing for Facebook, Apple, and Google. And he said that Google by far is the most open platform. It's anything goes. It's wild, wild west. And therefore, when you go to their event, it's unwieldy. It just seems like it's it will go on for hours. It's over the top. Anything can be done, which means a lot of things fail. Then he mentioned Apple as a, as a closed environment where he's basically at the mercy of what they want and that it's really difficult to work with them because, in a sense, he's very restricted. He thinks Facebook is somewhere in the middle. And I, I kind of got the same idea. Facebook, to me, seems more disciplined in the way they do their they do their events. They've gotten a lot better, by the way. Last year was okay. This year was very good. I think typically, typically Apple's really good, although the last couple of events they've had, I don't know. Well, there's the event, and then there's the developers conference, and those are two different things. Yeah. An event is to sell a new product and to tell you why you want to have this product. The developers conference is... This is a sneak peek at our software that will come out in four months, the new operating system, and here's the tools that you'll want to use to put into your apps. And it, for us, it's fun because you get to see what the new iPhone is like in June mm -hmm. that will come out in September because basically those are the new features. Okay, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Talking Tech Roundtable. Thanks to John Swartz and Natalie de Blasio for being on the show. Uh, we will all be reunited in a few weeks when we attend the Google I.O. conference for developers in San Francisco, where we get to learn what's new in Android land. Talking Tech is just one of the great USA Today podcasts. Uh, we have many in our network. You can hear us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and of course, on usatoday.com. Look for me on Twitter, where I'm at Jefferson Graham, and thanks for listening, everybody.